Hello, Stoppies. Hi. <laughs> Should we say hi to? All of our previous frameworks have been abandoned. We're here in the Zoom universe for once again another quarantine stream and uh, another episode of Make It Stop. Bad music. Good times. Hey, <laughs> and that's uh, that guy over there. His name's Mike Dunn. And that uh, gal over there's name is Heather Mack. We've never done that before. I'm no. just trying to I'm trying to keep you on your toes here, Michael. Sure, um, yeah, no, you you caught me you caught me uh, putting my phone on the charger and there you go. Said it's time it's time to make sure Mike's paying attention. Yeah, it's it's true. And those um, adorable, enthusiastic voices that you heard asking whether they should say hi or not. Um, that's the Rock Candy Podcast. <laughs> hi. <laughs> And we are very excited to have them. Um, we are uh, in our little boxes communicating with our dear friends. Ashley and Maggie are here and we are talking YouTube, baby. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> baby, so to speak. Um, and uh, it's been a weird month. It's been a weird life. It's been a weird. Ever- How are you guys holding up over there in upstate New York and in, in the closet? <laughs> well, we're stuck in this closet. In closet. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? No, somebody asked us to do that. No, you can, but like somebody asked us to do that as a live stream, and I'm like, no, no, no. maybe ten years ago. Um, yeah, actually, we know too much now. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Lenny, like just almost two months ago was my birthday. We did a karaoke party, and uh, one of Ashley's friends was like, "Oh, I want to sing our Kelly. Yeah. Can I?" And Ashley was just like. It was one of my very dear friends from high school. Um, he and his wife came up and he's like, Arch, R. Kelly's my karaoke jam. Am I allowed to do that? I was like, no, no, yeah. no, you're, it can't you be can't anymore. do that. Can't. It's a yeah. shame. It's a shame that he spoiled his very karaokeable songs. He did. With his unspeakably horrific sex crimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Especially because like I had a go to R. Kelly karaoke song too. And it starts off with my mind's telling me no. Yeah. But my body is telling me. My body. You can't hear that now and not think, oh, he's a rapist. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was dropping like, you know, loaf-sized so breadcrumbs <laughs> all along. For like 20 solid years. Yeah. Uh, at least. Yeah. At least. At yeah. Least. Op- a- Age is just a number came out in like 97, right? So, oh, I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, maybe it was like 96, that, that first Aaliyah album when she was 15, 15 and he married her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. The opening of Space Jam will never be the same, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a great honestly, movie. I will honest- not let him take that away from me. <laughs> but that scene probably didn't age well. Anything with R. Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, no. no Nothing no, with no, R. No. Kelly ages well. Yeah. It's rough out there. It's rough hopefully rougher for r kelly fuck him but how yeah, are he you has guys coronavirus oh he does Wait, does, does he really yeah. no yeah. for real what in, in prison you're lying i'm are serious you talking about harvey weinstein no i'm talking about r kelly he has it too and he tried to get a like a release or tried to get moved and they wouldn't move him holy so. shit huh 
Yeah. So, okay. R. Kelly has coronavirus. Hopefully you guys don't have coronavirus. You guys are, are sheltering in place together, which I find to be, that's like the ultimate, um, like true podcast alliance right there. We're I mean, very dedicated to our that- craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I was like, are we just, are we just, oh, that's so sweet. Are we We're docking? docking? We can dock. <laughs> For those I- not watching the video, uh, they are docking with their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's our dicks. My, it's our dicks you could say it we're not ashamed okay it was their dicks it was their dicks i haven't smelled mike dunn in at least three weeks maybe more not that he's like a particularly smelly but i feel like i'm pretty smelly i have been lately yeah i mean yeah i totally is less of an imperative these days i totally did the same thing because if i'm not going to work or like going somewhere i forget to put deodorant on yeah (laughs) so i'll be just literally sitting on my couch like a fucking loaf a pile of just human garbage and i'm like what the fuck is that smell it smells like body uh it's me (laughs) (laughs) i haven't put deodorant on in like five days fuck yeah, yeah, it's like it's like pubescent like smell right yeah. now. It's like it's like you don't you know, your uncle hasn't it like just, pulled you aside and said like hey. Inst- <laughs> instantly pulls me back to my mother when I was like 11 lifting up my arm and going, "Did you put deodorant on today?" And we'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, sorry." Oh. Like, "No, I'm a child." <laughs> I am a, you've never given me deodorant. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? Wait, did you also get the uh mother like like swats you in the face with a stack of pads and that's the, <laughs> that's it. Game oh, over. No. My mom gave me a box that had some pads and tampons in it and like a diagram of a uterus and this thing called Sarah's story about this girl named Sarah who really wanted to have her period because all of her other friends had her period and I was like triggered and then like um it also was like she finally got it one day it was a magical day and then I finally got my period one day wearing white shorts oh that sounds magical first lesson It's like cool mom and I like could never talk to her about it it was great my mom <laughs> my mom gave me a VHS tape of something it was like a movie about puberty hosted by Debbie Gibson and yes. I that never watched amazing. it I never <laughs> watched it and I'm like I will figure this out in eighth grade health class thanks mom <laughs> or you'll just figure it out in eighth grade yeah I actually I figured it out in fifth grade because that's Ugh. when we had our first like sex ed thing and I was like you know what got it do you think your mom still has that debbie gibson i don't know but i wish she did it's probably worth money listen i'm like 18 and she realized i never watched it she got rid of it i'm hustling the vhs black market on the regular so i'm sure (laughs) that that shit is like top notch i'll have to google it to figure out what the uh what the name of it is oh please do give it a yeah. google tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get into talking about you two and ripping on you two and maybe <laughs> deciding that we love you two and that bono's actually a, a totally reasonable guy with no no narcissism at all um oh, well, let's so- not go <laughs> we might also minds. like go on the other side too where we talk about his neighborship with enya Wait, who knows hold we on could. first first i have to say hi to the cat yeah that's a cool cat. <laughs> hi, cat. this is uh carmella Carmella, I hope you're not named after the wrestler. The- uh, named after the Sopranos. Character. Oh, wait, okay. why? Why not the wrestler? She's awful. You don't think Mella is money? Oh, she's God. Yeah, she's the fucking worst. Oh. <laughs> she's not as bad as Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. 
<gasps> I, I, I love would... Alexa Bliss. I like oh. Alexa Bliss. I don't feel her. I liked I, I liked her. heel Alexa Bliss at least. I don't like. Oh, yeah. I don't no, that's Alexa what made Bliss. me hate her. When she was mean to Nia Jax, I yeah. No. Don't be mean. To don't Nia be mean Jax. to Nia. Fuck you for being yeah. mean to Nia. Yeah, we also haven't true. watched wrestling in like a year. So yeah, I was yeah, about no, to say same. I don't think I've watched wrestling in at least a year. So <laughs> I, I just I just rebought my subscription after being unsubscribed for like ten months. To watch they, the weird crowdless WrestleMania. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, we watched one episode of SmackDown without an audience, and Gronk was on it, and we're like, "Yep, we're <laughs> fucking done." Yeah, we're he hosts. He hosts our Mania. patron saint. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the Holy Spirit himself? Uh, yeah, wrestling is very weird without an audience. Very, it very work. strange. It does. It really doesn't. It does. And yeah. to me, I can't imagine watching it. I was gonna watch a little of Mania, but I, I, I didn't because you know what? Even but if WWE just released a whole bunch of people from their contracts today. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, who did they release? Actually, they released uh, Rusev, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle Rusev. Um, there was another. There were a couple Wait, others. No, there was, it wasn't Rusev. It was Aiden English. I think Rusev. Was I think in... Rusev was in what? there. Oh, Rusev was, was in there. Yeah. Wait, because I know they did some yesterday. They did more today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! R.I.P. Oh, that sucks for Rusev. I just yeah. came back downstairs <laughs> and smelled myself in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here. <laughs> it was here. <laughs> well, it was there. Okay. All right. Let's get down to it, guys. So here we are. We are on quarantine in our respective boxes. We're doing this episode via Zoom. Um, and uh, we're here once again with Rock Candy, an amazing podcast that you should absolutely check out. And and they will plug uh, throughout the show, hopefully. Um, and if we remember. If they remember, but it's an amazing, it's a, it's a deep dive rock history, um, podcast with a lot of sass and a lot of, um, booze and I love it and we love them. And of course they came down to do our St. Anger episode. So, uh, we (laughs) felt it appropriate, um, to ask them to take aim at some more, uh, ostentatious, presumptuous, narcissistic dickheads, um, (laughs) that also are good at music sometimes and legendary, uh, which are maybe uh, like. You can sit down now. Yeah. Yeah. Sit They're, down now. Like you, don't, you don't have to do this. There's a lot of good new music. You can sit down now. Yeah. Yeah. That should be the name of our show. <laughs> you, you can, can sit, sit down, down now. now. Go right ahead. Just go right oh ahead. God. You know what? Take a load off. Go ahead. It's fine. Oh my God. It's- yeah, it's uh, fine. so we so we're talking about you two. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys a little bit about, you know, personal feelings. I honestly so the reason why this happened and I guess I'm going to be doing a lot of caveats on this episode, because to be honest, Dobby's <laughs> right off the bat, um, I liked this album a lot more than I thought I was going to like this album. And it made Us me feel too. Also- yeah. Yeah. yeah, all sorts of weird feelings about you two and about my hate of you two, which we'll we'll get into. Um, but the kind of thought process behind this was that we were looking, you know, now that we're trying to do remote recordings and and that opens up our our ability to, you know, book our friends who live in New York. And I wanted to take the piss out of, you know, out of presumptuousness, out of like these assholes. And I was kind of inspired, um, not just kind of inspired, but very inspired by fucking Madonna, who was out there. <laughs> oh, fucking, my God. 
like floating in her milk bath with rose petals telling us about how this unbelievable virus is killing hundreds of thousands of people. But it makes us equal, Heather. We are equal to my great great equalizer. It's so equalizing. I am currently enrobed in petals and draped in 700 candles alit beside me. Um, it's the most disturbingly inflated set of lips I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Whose lips is she wearing? She's <laughs> Jocelyn Wildensteining it, and it is a scary sight to see. But all of that is. I'm to too no lip to do it, but. So Madonna famously, she came out or famously, whatever, everything she does is famously. So she came out and said, this is great equalizer. We're all in this together. Blah, 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 blah. Totally fucking tone deaf, uh, you know, from her mountain on high, (laughs) looking down at us peasants and deigning to imagine that we might have something in common with her, the, you know, the absolute goddess in her milk bath. So that shit really fucking pissed me off because this whole fucking situation with the quarantine, with with, with coronavirus, the way it's been handled. I mean, we are no strangers to political conversation on the show. Needless to say, me and Mike think it's fucked up. And I think you guys yeah. probably think it's fucked up. <laughs> Actually, any of our Patreon uh, members will know. We had a huge rant about this yes. at our last Patreon where we got really pissed off at all the celebrities who are just like really like totally blind to what the actual truth is. Yeah, like all the celebrities that did the Imagine Oh, video God. Like, oh, i refused to watch that of course but somebody had to and it was you so tell- <laughs> oh, i don't even think we watched the whole thing i think i've we just seen watched- clips of it no we so might have watched it. the whole thing oh i hate us Why did, we do that? <laughs> did we i think we was did. i i was probably really oh, drunk we were by his then because it was the patreon episode yeah we're always well- pretty his hammered <laughs> Well, here's the thing, oh, guys. Yeah. It's like that we're here on the front lines. I mean, we're the first line of defense against yeah. boredom, but also defense against fucking shitty shitheads who have just an <laughs> enormous sense of self-importance that is completely unearned and undeserved where they're doing fucking nothing. And, you know, I asked the stoppies, I asked the stopaverse rather for potential guests and said, if you want to come on and especially if you want to fucking hammer at somebody who's so pretentious and so out of touch and like anything that we can really sink into to be like, you know, fuck this. And you two in some ways kind of fits that bill, right? Like we know about Bono's uh, humanitarian efforts, but also his penchant for sunglasses at all hours of the day. And, you know, like he has glaucoma, Heather. Look, here's, here's where I'm coming from with this. And here's why I don't give Bono a pass. Yeah. Nothing infuriates me more than a person who like, so I was listening to an interview on another podcast, um, and like basically they said like oh you're a hero and they're like i'm not a hero i just have empathy and i am going to do the things that not everyone can do right now and i'm going to use my abilities to like like you're but so, let me you're still jerking yourself yeah. off i'm not a hero but let me tell you about all of the ways that i am a hero right? like, say don't it really say, humbly i'm not a hero and then go on for five minutes about how you're not a hero to me that says like no I'm I'm kind of an egotistical jackass. I just think I know how to mask it. And I feel yeah. like you two and Bono specifically are very much like that, where it's like, oh, you know, we're not doing all that much, but here's all the things that we and I can't with that because dude, just say thank you and walk away. That's what you do. When someone's like, Oh, you're a real hero, I'm like, oh wow, thank you, and walk away. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
He is very self-aggrandizing um, pretty much all the time. Um, and, you know, as such, I've always kind of resented Bono. And I've always, for a lot of my life, I always kind of hated the idea of you 2 But I will say a few years back, I did sit down and take the time to try to get into you 2 and I found that I do like you too. Yeah. So that's where it comes down to. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. We were like, hey, let's make fun of Bono. Let's make fun of you too. And there's many things to make fun of. I, I mentioned the sunglasses. I mentioned the, uh, you know, the penchant for posing himself with various like emaciated African children and, and therefore by osmosis becoming a good person. Um, you know, but... If you really look into YouTube's history and to kind of the roots of the band and then also, you know, throughout their various their evolution, I'm going to say right off the bat that this album I enjoyed m- much more than I thought, even though it is a 2014 U2 album and <laughs> have been producing music since 1977. And that is something that's really, you know, it's why it's mind blowing about U2 and and and. So I think that I think there's going to be a lot of there is definitely the ostentation to this. There's definitely the over the topness to it. Um, but there's also some real like vulnerability on this album. And and there is they have more of a leg to stand on in terms of their creative inspiration, at least from their early incarnation as a band and like being inspired by punk rock. But oh, my God, this album <laughs> also so many lows on this album. Yeah, like, it's not it's not Grace. dope all the way through. It's, there's some it's definite low album. points. But sure. I, it, it isn't what I expected. I will say that because yeah. I, I think the reason this ended up on our list, the reason that we had this in our minds as something that would work for the show is because this is the album that they put on everyone's iPhone for yes. free and people mm-hmm. got so fucking mad about it. There See? was a huge uproar over this. Over people getting a free album. Well, there were also if- artists who were in an uproar because you two put out a free album. Yeah, that's- which and- is funny. Which <laughs> is probably Saint Saint uh, going back to our Saint Anger episode. That's probably- <laughs> 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 wasn't Lars. Wasn't Lars. Cool. Which is weird. <laughs> it wasn't. Um- Fucking Bono is devaluing our art. <laughs> I've no, always liked like, Metallica. Oh my god, they've been our friends from the beginning. <laughs> oh my god, that's like saying that every PC in like 1998 was like they were just getting a free Bonzi buddy, okay? And it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, this shit was fucking bullshit. If we talk about the definition of presumptuousness, the idea that you can make a deal with iTunes to have your album, your entire album, automatically downloaded on all of these iPhones and other Apple devices simultaneously without anybody asking for it, that is the definition of fucking presumptuous. Yes, yeah. like you what, think yes. you're that good? And what I thought was really funny was all these people were in an uproar saying, well, music shouldn't be free and it's like they're not getting paid for it. And Bono made a very concerted effort to tell the media, oh no, we got paid. We got paid like $400 million from iTunes. Like that's not making it any better, Bono. Come on. <laughs> no. Yeah. So so the album that we're talking about, this is Songs of Innocence. If I didn't say it out loud, I know you can see the, the thing that you clicked on. Done. <laughs> I know that. But I'm just saying it was released on September 9th, 2014. And what's interesting is that it was produced um, by Danger Mouse. Yeah. And And that's another misconception I had because I saw it was produced by Danger Mouse and I'm like, 
oh, this is just going to be an album where they try to sound like the Black Keys <laughs> and they modernize their sound and just end up being like Imagine Dragons. Um, and, but that only ended up being the case for like three songs. Yeah. The production's actually pretty crisp on this album. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Danger Mouse, so I don't know how you guys stand on it, but I'm actually a pretty big fan. And halfway through the album, I was like, this isn't bad. You had to get and, through a solid half oh, yeah, the yeah. album first. But though. when I thought that, I was like, all right, hold up. Let me look this up. And I Wikipedia'd it. And the first thing I saw was like, produced by Danger Mouse. I'm like, that's the baby. That's why this isn't yeah. that bad. Because DJ Danger Mouse came in and was like, all right, hold on. <laughs> Wait, I do guys. I do like Danger Mouse. Generally, like, you know, Demon Days is one of my favorite albums. Mm. The Grey album was really cool. Like, he showed so much promise when he first came out. But he also is responsible for, like, everything the Black Keys have done. And he's responsible for like all the worst Portugal the Man albums. So to me, Danger oh Mouse God, wait. is a mixed bag. I didn't know bag. he produced Portugal the Man. Yeah, he produced he... the last three Portugal the Man albums. Yeah, uh, and those are the ones that are the most insufferable. Yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. That's fair. So he's he holds a lot on his shoulders. But he has a really good song with uh, Karen O. That was a good song. Yeah. No, generally, I think he's good. His drum sounds that he gets in general, like, are so awesome. Like, yeah. there's some, it's, it's not, this is the first time I've ever listened to an album for Make It Stop and, like, had to write down, like, damn, this snare sounds great. <laughs> but it, no, the drums in this are actually really yeah. good. Yeah. The drums bass in this, I'm like, I'm, is it, am I wrong? Because here's the thing, I do some, like, I have a penchant for liking like mainstreamy poppy bullshit. It's just my guilty pleasure. So I was like, maybe it's just me. And then you guys are all like, no, this isn't bad. I'm like, okay, for what's it's not just me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I think so. I think there are definitely those, those, uh, I think the worst part of this album, honestly, like is the overproduction. And because they do oh, have, yeah. They have Danger Mouse on there, but they also have like a whole crew of other. Uh, that dude from One Republic. Yeah, there's yeah. Fl- this guy named Flood. There's Ryan Tedder. Wow, Flood. That's a name I haven't yeah. heard in a while. Flood's been around. He used to do like uh, Stone Temple Pilots and shit. Like he's been around wow. since the 90s. Yeah, so that's fucking weird. And like it, it, they have, so there's like such a huge team. And I do think that like, um, so this song, this album was like their attempt to get back to their roots and the song. Is, so the album's called songs of innocence. It's a, it's a callback to a William Blake, uh, book of, of poems, um, which is oh. pretty fucking pretentious. Uh, I was going to ask about that actually. That right there. But the whole thing is, yeah. Songs of innocence. It's literally the same title as, as the William Blake um, book and the whole point of it is supposed to be them reconnecting with their roots and musically but also with their childhood and that's what the William Blake poems are focused on is like Mm -hmm. childhood and so there are some points on this album where I think they do a really good job of that and then other points where it's just like a fucking terrible facsimile of like imagine dragons imitating them it's so weird um so we'll definitely i think we'll definitely get into it um when we listen to the songs um i'm trying to think if there's so is this a good place or if you guys had a i don't want to like steal your thunder but to talk about the album cover 
Yes, let's talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, can we please talk about that? Yeah, because, let's pull it up um, real quick. Yeah. Oh boy. Because oh I was like, at first I was like, man, boy, love. I was like, is this Nambla? Nambla. Yeah. <laughs> but then I read about what the album cover is, and it's the drummer embracing his 18 year old son. And then it reminded me of your, was it Luke Bryan episodes? <laughs> uh, why did it remind you of the Luke Bryan episode? Well, you know, father, son. Oh, we don't talk about that anymore. We don't talk about it anymore. We don't. Oh, well, sorry. we got we got uh, retweeted by some real life incest enthusiasts. So, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. we we don't do those jokes anymore. Now I've heard it all. Um, Officially, today. I will. I will say that. So this is a. Uh, Adam Clayton, or I can't remember which one's the bassist, which one's the drummer. Uh, Larry Mullins, Larry Mullins Jr. I don't think they remember either. It's fine. <laughs> no, I think Adam Clayton is the uh, bassist. Okay, so it's Larry Mullins Jr. and he is uh, embracing his son at the waist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Face crotch. He's putting his ear to his belly as if he's pregnant too. <laughs> And he appears to have some sort of Godsmack tattoo. (laughs) Oh, he sure does. (laughs) Boy, does he have a tribal sign on his shoulder. He's not the one that's so... Oh, but it's... It's It's not the actual Godsmack logo, but it's close enough. But you know what? That just means he's really Godsmacking it on that cover. He's Godsmacking it. He's doing the best he ever did. You too. He's doing the best that he can. Now go away. Now go away. Go away. (laughs) Also, can we still start our ska Godsmack band? Godsmack. Godsmack. As long as I can start my other Papa Roach cover band called Papa Roach in it. Oh, yeah. Because this is our last resort. Yeah. You you want to Godsmack it. You don't want to Papa Roach it. That's true. That's true. This all seems. Ideally, you do neither, but you have to choose one. Yo, it's quarantine 2020. You can just pick one or the other. Yeah. You're either Godsmack it or Papa Roach in it. And that's the only way. You never want to slip knot it. Don't slip knot it. Oh, God. Yeah, just... <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into the songs. I'm so sorry. I do this every single fucking episode, but I talk too much. Do you guys like you too? Talk about your relationship to you too before we get into the album. I like early U2. Same. Sunday Bloody Sunday is one of the best songs, honestly, that has ever been written. Agreed. I think. Yeah. Where and the Streets Have No Name actually might be my favorite. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. absolutely hate. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> that brings me to a point in my childhood where everything like just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. And I kind of feel like oh, no. that song and afterwards is just... I everything I hate about the '90s. You know what I mean? So I would eat a real oh good meal stop it. only stop it. to be with you. Stop. I remember the uh, parody. Flashback, flashback, was it a weird parody that was? Um, and I still haven't found what the song's about. Or was it I think that was just a dad joke from when it that was, song came out. That it was, was my dad, dad made joke. that joke. <laughs> Every dad made that joke when that song came out. My dad invented that joke. My dad was- Your dad's invented the dad conference. By Billy Joel. But River of Dreams, yes. But also River of Dreams by Billy Joel. Also Forever Young by Rod Stewart. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always. Shout outs to, your, to all these dads out there. 
Cheers to dads. Cheers to dads. Cheers to dads. Holding it down. <laughs> Holding down the floor. Doing the best that they ever did. Or Holding going away. <laughs> no, I think they were talking heads it because they were Holding down the fort. Um, uh. Not in my house. <laughs> oh, me neither. It was just yeah, Billy no. Joel. It was, it was Billy Joel that was holding down the fort. <laughs> my aunts and uncles really liked you too. My aunt and two of my uncles were all in a, a cover band together and they would do a lot of U2 songs. Oh, well, yeah. Of course uh, they did. That's yeah. adorable. That's what was the, the name of their cover ever. band? Uh, Burnt Toast. And I made the <laughs> I made their website when I was 13. And it's adorable. <laughs> it like a GeoCities. It was oh, a tripod. Fire. Oh, tripod. Yes. <laughs> it might still be up. Burnt Toast. Let the, stop, let the stoppies know that both Rock Candy participants just went, yes, and <laughs> flailed their arms in the air at the same time. Look, you weren't a kid the tripod. <laughs> Is if you don't have an angel fire geocities or tripod <laughs> website oh my god <laughs> with flash oh and gifts and gifts like and music. flash and little stars around each picture <laughs> it <was> so <laughs> they were doing this it was so offensive to the eyeballs <laughs> you know uh old school you two yeah i'm here for it uh i would say i i let them have still haven't found what i'm looking for i mean i'm not saying i love it but um i grew up with you too like i my mom was a dj and uh liked a lot of amazing music but her favorite bands i think of all time were probably led zeppelin and you too oh wow and she fucking loved you too and we had cassettes on cassettes on cassettes and we would drive you know i have some very like profound stark memories of like driving back like under the prudential tunnel with all the lights like listening to you two songs on cassette and so i kind of grew up with that being like oh like this is what my mom likes so i'm not allowed to like it but yeah. also really kind of loving it like sunday bloody sunday as you mentioned i think it's one of the best rock songs of Such all a time good song. i love one i love like I, I where the streets have no name I, I I think some of those songs are are just all-time classics and 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 I think the best part of them are to be honest is is you know Bono is Bono's connection emotional connection and and his vocal performance to yep. to the content and the mm. fact that their history as a band now I know people like whatever you know there's other there's other elements of the band but i think to me that's what makes it the storytelling of you two the lyricism of you two and then the the vocal performance of bono is is to me my favorite part and i think that um you know their history growing up in in you know in ireland and 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 mm. dealing with so much of that conflict in their childhood and their teenage years like going back to it on this album is actually like a pretty smart idea and sometimes really works and then other times it just feels <laughs> really like they're just yeah right or they're just trying to kind of like ape and like imitate and xerox their childhood as opposed to like revisit it or do it yeah like i feel like there's definitely a disconnection in this album between them and their childhoods or growing up or whatever that you do see on their early albums and they're really trying hard to recapture that but they are so far removed from that that i don't think that it's possible for them to recapture that and then yeah. um I actually, I, I've spent a lot of time in Ireland. I lived there for a summer. I have a lot of friends there. I've gone like four or five times and I forget like that shit that happened 
It wasn't it's, that long it ago. It wasn't that long ago. It's still ongoing. Like, there right. is still a huge... There's still active conflict. Huge fucking conflict. And now with Brexit... Especially with Brexit, happening, yeah. Yeah, with Brexit yeah. happening, it's probably gonna just go right back to the well, way it was before. I don't even... Like, Brexit's a fucking hot mess, too. Yeah. Like, well, Boris Johnson's in the hospital with an ice... Like, oh, he's out. Oh, he's been discharged. Oh, he's yeah. discharged. Oh. He's fucking fine. All right. Fuck him. Yeah. I'm going to, I have to respond to your um, position, Heather, that you, that Bono is the best part of you too. You think it's the edge? <laughs> it's the edge, baby. You think it's the edge? It's the edge all the way. Okay, the edge is innovative as fuck in terms of the guitar sounds. Like, thousand percent. Like, the edge, in, it like, really invented that delay, you know, using that delay in, in the way that he does and using processing the way that he does. Absolutely. But if you strip the edge down to just guitar, like, without the effects pedals, it's pretty straightforward but he's great and i think he's great but you don't strip him down with the, exactly. the effects pedals the effects okay. pedals are there they're a huge part of it i listen like, i agree i think that the, but but okay but it's the synergy between the two of them can we just say that because i think that the storytelling is their biggest strong suit i really do i don't think it's songs, the guitar yes. pedals I don't 100% think- agree for their older songs. But uh, even in and- this album, which I think we just need to get the fuck into, is right. that like in this album, there are some really good storytelling songs. And I actually think that those are those are definitely the strongest on the album, but they remind me of the reason why this music was electrifying to my mom and, and to me, mm. <clears throat> even if I didn't want to admit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't you think um- Bono kind of strains... <laughs> A little too much. Isn't he really pushing his range yeah. on every oh, single we'll, song? Oh, we'll get, we'll get to, to that. that. Oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But I don't think it's unilaterally bad when he does that. Because I think, I actually think that there's the frig- that the moments in his voice where there's fragility, that that actually like brings in a level of authenticity and vulnerability and closeness to the storytelling that I'm, I'm, I might be going so far in my, like, in my, we have things to say about that, but we'll save it for that. But like, there are moments on this album where his falsetto fucking works and there are definitely moments where it doesn't, but I think overall we can agree. This is like a pretty decent album by a band that was incredibly influential, very important, often excellent, sometimes really terrible which we probably should have done the pop album we did not do that we should have um, that'll be a follow-up episode if we ever want to talk about you two again even pop it, though even pop i mean that song staring at the sun was pretty fucking tight remember that one no, no. no. i'm the only one staring at the sun the only one Wait, is who's that... happy to go blind. This was around <laughs> the time when he started wearing the colored sunglasses. Oh, this is when his glaucoma hit. Yeah, that's when the glaucoma hit. We probably should have done a worst of you two episode. Oh, we could. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. definitely. We did not think this through. Listen, like, I didn't think it's my job to think this through. But it's our job too. Yeah, right. <laughs> None of us thought like, this through. I was just like. All right, I'll listen to this at work, which by the way, funny story. So the other day I'm like, all right, I should listen to this. We're going to do this Thursday. I got to get this done. I had to like do my like notes on my little note cards at work. (laughs) And at one point I'm like looking up the album on my Spotify and one of the new temps came into my cubicle be like, hey, do you have anything for me to do? And I turned and I was like, she see and like inner monologues like she sees him looking at you too oh my god i don't like you too oh my god please don't think that i like you too uh, you better hope you don't get it for secret santa 
like because oh. she's like 20 something and i'm like 36 now so i'm like oh god i'm not an old lady who likes you too i promise <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like worse than porn. <laughs> You're like, no. Oh, my God. At least if you saw me looking at porn, like, she's edgy. She's cool. She's <laughs> edgy. Sex positive. <laughs> she's so sex positive. Look at all that sibling porn on Pornhub. Speaking of which, look, you guys, you know, free stuff is awesome. But free spice, free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. So, look, there's this little website. I like to call it adamandeve.com. You should go check it out. They got toys. They got videos. They got uh, wearables. Will I Am, I'm sure, is a big fan of the wearables there. They have uh, smart Bono sunglasses that vibrate <laughs> on it. A- you want a Bono role play? You want to be the Bono and you want uh, you your wanna be to the be Bono. The- if you edge. want to be the Bono and the Edge. <laughs> if you wanted the Edge together, then, uh, you know, select any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter <laughs> offer code BADMUSIC, B-A-D-M-U-S-I-C, all one word, at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies. Six. Plus free shipping. Six. Six, six movies. <laughs> Not just movies. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Spicy movies. Spicy so movies. That's, that's promo code badmusic, B-A-D-M-U-S-I-C at adamandeve.com. <laughs> Check it out. Excellent native read there, Michael. I'm so impressed. This is going to, we're going to rake in the big butt plug bucks right here. Like it's happening. <laughs> the butt plug b- bucks too. <laughs> the butt plug bucks. Listen, it's all I have, Stoppies. It's all I have. Um, all right. Let's listen Christ. to this fucking YouTube album again. We really yeah. need to. I, I We're all avoiding it because I think we are uh, embarrassed by how much we like it. So let's <laughs> No, uh, we fun. can rip apart the first part of it at least. She's right. Oh, the Joey song. Ramone song? Oh, oh, yeah. No, let's listen to it first. Hold, save it. All right. So let's here we go. It. Chasing down the days of fear Chasing down a dream before it disappeared I was aching to be somewhere near Your voice was all I heard I was shaking from a storm in me Haunted by the specters that we had to see Yeah, I wanted to be the melody Above the noise, above the hurt Can I, can I say something? All right, as fucking, just can let's I... wait a motherfucking goddamn second with this one, please. <laughs> okay, let's sink in. Let's, let's. Oh, no. But is this Imagine Dragons? <laughs> right. It starts, the first sound you hear is Millennial Yell. Yeah, it's Whoa! Oh yeah. And this oh, is their yeah. this is the song about discovering punk rock. That is fucking yeah. nuts, dude. That is so 
fucking goddamn nuts. The fact that this song is inspired by the first time that fucking Bono went to a Ramones show in Ireland when he was a teenager and was absolutely fucking blown away. And he looked to Joey Ramone as an example, as somebody who inspired him to feel that he could do it. So first of all, I guess we have to blame the Ramones for fucking all the worst you two. <laughs> for all the best you two. You see what um, you guys did? I know, yeah. But so he went and saw a fucking show and he was like, yeah, this raw power, this energy, this, un, you know, this uh, uncensored, just like power, whatever. Yeah, blah, this blah, is going to inspire me to make the most mediocre pop rock anybody's ever heard. <laughs> oh That's what Joey Ramone really wanted for everybody out of this. It is definitely spitting on his grave, on the grave Absolute. of Joey Ramone. Oh, 100%. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. The the drums are crisp. That's about the the, the one good thing I can say about <laughs> drums it. Drums are crisp. Drums are crisp. The, the drums are crisp. It's got that Danger Mouse drums, but yeah, man, that that many that style of woes and to do it that many times <laughs> over the course of the song. Oh. It, I, I feel like I'm just hearing a promo for ABC programming. You know, like oh, like what? when I. Whoa. Oh, oh my god <laughs> that is 100 what it sounds like yeah, yeah. That's exactly when, I, it. when i go on when i go on uh hulu to watch shark tank i basically every time i watch an episode i hear uh every time i watch the connors that's what i hear on hulu <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. Whoa. yeah that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like i i got really irritated because there's one line in the song that says get so many things i don't deserve yeah you don't yes and i fucking i wrote that down as well with motherfuckers coming in and being like i don't deserve all these wonderful things that i have but i have them so what do you expect (laughs) what else can i I do yeah like that's how i feel (laughs) when motherfuckers say that like you can just make wow i'm really grateful for all the great things i have this is the least fucking punk song of all time dude yeah yeah this is so fucking processed it's so fucking tinny and thin and it's a disgrace to the ramones and i i think it's absolutely hilarious so they were like we want we really want to strip down sound we really wanted to get back to our roots and and then you write a song about the ramones and it's the most overproduced piece of shit I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like That's saying the exact opposite of what you should have done. Exactly, dude. It's, it's so unpunk. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like saying like, oh, you know, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but what I love to do is add lettuce and cheese and ham and uh, <laughs> and mustard. pickles and pizza on top of it as well. <laughs> and then that's really what a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is. You're welcome. Like, yeah. I, I, it's so. It's so it's so tame. It's so yeah. timid. It's so empty. But he it's was so, inspired. Ugh. He was inspired by peanut butter sandwiches to make this like <laughs> six foot six foot hoagie, right? Of 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 American cheese or Irish yeah. oh, <laughs> Dubliner. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, Irish, no, Irish like, cheddar. Irish like cheddar and, and Kerry gold. When I've you're enjoying in those Adam and Eve gifts, there's nothing better <laughs> than a nice tub of Terry Kerry <laughs> gold. Yeah, if you want to go full ton, full Tonetta with your Adam and Eve free gifts, 
be our guest. Also, can we very briefly, I just want to, I, God, I want to shout out so hard, not very briefly, very, very aggressively (laughs) to um, Matthew W. Shepard, who we are now officially crowning the ultimate stoppie of all time. Number one stoppie of all time. Not only did he turn us on to Tonetta, I'm so sorry, guys, but he wrote us a five paragraph essay about that was your Tinder. Matt! We love Matt. Hi, Matt. Matt's Wait. our friend up here. Yeah. He's our friend. Wait, Matthew really? found us through you. Yeah. Yeah, and he lives he, in Troy. And he's Matthew, our like real life friend. Christ. Well, I just ha- well now we all love him. We need to make a t-shirt or something. Like I need oh, some yeah. custom merch for this man. Um he is a wonderful human being. Um, what were we talking about? Should we move on to the next song? <laughs> yeah, let's move on to yeah. 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 number two. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. That shit's not fucking punk at all. Fuck you, Bono. Come on now. Come yeah. on. Do better. Every breaking way on the shore. Till the next one, there'll be one more. And every gambler knows that to lose is what you're really there for. Summer else feels. Actually, my first note for this song is Sleepy Time Snooze Fluff. <laughs> I like this song. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was very sleepy. This song uh, was like classic U2 to me. I was just going to say, this is classic early 2000s U2 to me. Right. Not yeah. like... 80s or 90s or anything it's just i don't yeah i i don't agree that this is classic new you two i know you mentioned that you like this i i there are parts of it that i kind of like but maybe guess- it's classically bad you two <laughs> what it no here's what it's it's classic you two in the sense that it sounds like a xerox version of i still have yeah I'm looking for you have yeah. that like sparse intro yeah the uh the delay the the edge delay came right in right at the beginning uh i don't know i mean i guess it depends where you land on u2 in general i i definitely am more of a fan of like the post-punk style like war uh sunday bloody sunday you know uh i I agree though but i I also do really i do really like these sort of softer gentler u2 songs so i don't know it's just me i yeah. just go to sleepy town yeah it I, I didn't think it was offensive like i didn't think it was a bad song it just didn't do anything for me i mean I it just doesn't was like my guy is a song it doesn't send me to sleepy town like bob dylan's uh a murder most foul that didn't send me to sleepy town that sent me to laffyville yeah laffyville <laughs> laffy town village it's yeah. just com- it's 100 percent non-offensive yeah it's i still haven't found what i'm looking for but like with like, twee twinkly yeah. whimsy synths my i don't main, know if that's my recipe for success personally but <laughs> my main issue with the song uh was not the the composition but it was the like tortured metaphors about oh, yeah. the sea yes, yes. this is a song about a long distance relationship but like the way he's expressing that is Every sailor knows that the sea is a friend-made enemy. I wrote that same shit down. (laughs) Every shipwrecked soul knows what it is to live without intimacy. I thought I heard the captain's voice. It's hard to listen while you preach. Like every broken wave on the shore, this is as far as I could reach. Oh, good for you, Bono. Every dog on the street knows we're in love with defeat. Yeah, What? what does that mean? 
thing is, is that the reason why I'm also being extra harsh on this is that they can be deep. I mean, Sunday, bloody Sunday. There's a million. I mean, uh, a million feel songs, like including lost- on this album that are that are pretty fucking deep. But this shit is, you know, they've lost the way of being able to do it. They yeah. don't know how to do it anymore. Well, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the production about this album. We talked about Danger Mouse producing it and having a bunch of other people, but there was also like a lot of back and forth like leading up to this album because they had like a gap and they were really trying to prove their relevancy and really trying to prove who they were. And they had gone through really from like 2010 to when this finally ended up coming out, maybe 2009 to when this came coming out. They were kind of developing songs like 50, 60 songs and 10 or 11 made it onto this album. They went through all these different genres and they were experimenting with different producers and sets of producers. And it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels, you know, that they didn't really know what direction to go to. And their their main focus was not so much, I want to make, you know, a, a legendary album a legendary rock and roll album, but more like, okay, I want to grasp at these things that we were good at once and prove that we can still be relevant in 2014, which in reality, can you two be relevant in 2014? Is you two relevant now? The thing is like, I think it's fucking hilarious that they're making an album with the specific point of trying to be relevant again. But in order to do that, they went all the way back to when they were teenagers and then took inspiration from that and put it into their music but then they just made the same generic U2 shit that we've been hearing for the last 20 years and they didn't just make that but they forced it on us and literally forced us to download it and like in so doing shoving it down our throats to be (laughs) like like, hey you like this you love this we're relevant shove it down your throat we're relevant I'll have you know I had an iPhone and initially I didn't get the album download I was a little offended <laughs> I discovered that was just because I never update my iTunes. I don't oh, update. I never had updated my iPhone because I didn't like to update it because I hated all the updates. And I'm a grandma. And I'm like, don't update my phone. So when I did, I got all the songs. Like, oh, oh, well, I don't is- want these. This is why I don't update things. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be able to be outraged with everybody else. I uh, I had an Android at the time, so I missed it completely. Well, I think that um, it's interesting that this is, you know, if that's the narrative they were giving for this album, that this is them trying to prove they're still relevant. It's interesting to me that, like, the sense I got from this album is that there's really, like, two different flavors on this album. There's the songs where U2 tries to um, capture, you know, tries to insert themselves into the contemporary sounds of the time, which I think those songs work the worst. We haven't gotten to them yet, but yeah. like I'll get into it. <laughs> oh. And then there's the songs where U2 just sounds like U2, and those songs are the best, but it doesn't like but make them U2. sound relevant. It's it makes them sound like mm, it's U2 like with an Imagine Dragons filter. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. is that when they get to good U2 on this album, they overprocess it. They add in these choruses and the the whole cats, like, you know, core, <laughs> like snapping and and heavy breathing in the background for every fucking chorus where it's like, actually what you, all you need to do is have that guitar and, and fucking Bono wailing and you'd be good to yeah. go. Like yeah. you'd be all set, but you I don't know. I, U- I, U2 has always been an overproduced band. They worked with fucking oh, um, it's uh, Brian Eno. You know, like to a point where Brian Eno's a genius. I know, but he's also like a heavy-handed producer. He but is. now, it, but now it seems like it's to a point where it's just tortured to death. 
It's it's also it's not even necessarily that he's collaborating that they're collaborating with other people. It's that they're filtering everything that they're doing through the Imagine Dragons like sound. Yeah. It all sounds like the echoey stomps and the whoa. Well, it's whoa. like that trying- shit is not that's not something that Brian Eno was introducing to no. them. That was something that they yeah. were fucking well, getting. Trying- that's also very well. They're trying to too. hold on to their relevancy by grabbing onto what at the time like imagine dragons and one republic and rock bands are now doing well it's like but you originated the sound yes back to what you were doing because you're the ogs like Mm -hmm. you fucking run this shit don't follow what these fucking copycats are i mean for better or worse they're the reason why imagine dragons and one republic are here right now so instead of copying them just go back to your own shit it's like fucking Led Zeppelin coming out with a new album where they try to sound like Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> that's or, like that's like what it is, though. You know what I mean? That is also or, a mind fuck. <laughs> or it's like the same problem as the late period Madonna albums that I had to listen to for our worst Madonna list. I think we can like, all agree that we all hate yeah. Madonna. Oh, yeah. oh, you guys oh. spent some time with Madonna with American Life. Oh. spent too American much life. fucking time with Madonna. Oh, and then we had I did too. I listened on. to every single Madonna song over the course of like four days. You're a oh, goddamn. So, you're, you're doing a, God's work. Yeah. Then I picked the 10 worst. <laughs> just 10. How can horrible. you just how can you whittle it down? <laughs> um, I say we move the fuck on to mm-hmm. uh California, which is also awful. So this will oh. be a fun time. Um, remember when I said there were like things that I thought were poignant? I don't remember what those things are when I was <laughs> <laughs> um so here we go. <laughs> Stop it there. <laughs> so there's the Beach Boys now. They're in California. They're the Beach Boys. Hey guys, you know what I fucking hate? California. Songs about California. That too. I'm over it. That's why she hates the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fucking hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Absolutely. What and about there's... the what about the grime song? I have never a heard a song? single grime song in my life, so I can't even I don't know. The thing is, is that like this kind of it's uh, the like Baba Barbara in an Irish brogue <laughs> yeah, is not no. really the California vibe I'm trying to cultivate. No. Also, nah. I don't want a California vibe. So yeah. Ooh. Also, I can't relate at all to any songs that are just like jerking themselves off to California. I don't also- get it. I I'm East Coast through and through. Oh yeah. I don't understand the appeal of California. Hardened by the colds of the East Coast. Yeah, that's why I'm a cynical Same. bitch and I fucking hate everything. I that's also why, that's why get... we have asshole podcasts like the one like us. <laughs> like all of us. Yes. Right. That is why yeah. I do what I do. And then everyone who podcasts yeah. in California is just like, let's just do improv. <laughs> Whoa. And then we're all like, I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah, we, and then we do podcasts. We're just like, let's just, just drink. 
whole time. The whole time. Uh, just be those people at the table at the cafeteria in high school and make fun of everybody else. Yeah, that, that is, is my entire That is life. a bad review that we have gotten. <laughs> um, is, but I also know that that's a great review that you got. Like, like you, they said that, and I'm like, that's kind of a compliment. That's, that's a, kind of 100% what I did in yeah, high school. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going for here. So, yeah. Well, I don't get a California vibe from this song at all. No, even, it, even if you were looking for a California vibe, <laughs> what you get is a Coldplay vibe. Oh, you yes. two should not waste their time being Coldplay. Coldplay no. is already you two. Don't run it through another filter. Sick burn. <laughs> but no, seriously, you right. Sick burn, but true. But that's the same exact point that, you know, that you guys were just making, which is that it sounds like them imitating bands that have only been imitating them their entire yes. lives. Just like they were imitating like the Clash and U2, I mean, and, and the Ramones apparently. <laughs> like what? I, I, you can so hear weird. it on like Boy in October. Oh, totally. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But the fact that, it, and that's another like critique I have this album is that like if they're really going back to their roots and really thinking back into their childhood, and especially we see it with the Joey Ramone song, then like make it a little fucking gritty, make it a little punk. And like they do throw us one post-punk bone on this album. Oh, they we'll do. Get to it. And it's great. But that's yeah. like kind of how I feel like that's the road they're going down is that they really cannot connect to themselves anymore. So yeah, they're they used they're imitating other bands that are popular now that are imitating you too, because they don't have that direct connection anymore. They have to go through all of those hoops yeah, to make themselves feel like they're connecting to themselves, which is so fucking stupid. Which also yeah. now that you guys, and we've all kept kind of hitting that nail on the head and I really sat and thought about it. Well, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Like, why should I respect you as an artist? If you don't have enough self-confidence like think I, I think about some of the artists that we've talked about in our in our podcast careers. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, some of the people that we've covered who have said, nah, this is who I am. And like these motherfuckers are copying me. I'm just gonna keep doing yeah. my shit. And that's why they're still good and they're still relevant and the Even, shit they're saying. But how often does that really happen? Rare. Yeah. So yeah. for 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 rare. a band that started in 1977, how many other bands do you know in 1977 that are still putting out? Iron Fucking Maiden. Okay. Tom Waits. Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Guys, California sucks. Um it does. let's move Fucking on. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, um, the next one. On. The next one, God, I fucking oh. hate. Maybe I do hate this album. What am I thinking? <laughs> come back, come back, Heather. <laughs> um, song for someone. Is oh, it? oh yeah, no. The lyrical content on this song is top fucking notch. I wonder who it is. It's a song for. <laughs> song's a banger. You guys are haters. Oh! Let's listen to it. Let's listen to it. Gonna face not spoiled by beauty. I have some scars from where I've been. You got eyes that can see right through me. You're not afraid of anything they've seen. I was told that I would feel nothing the first time. I don't know. These cuts here, but in you, I found a right. There is a light. You can't. It's a really 
good song to do interpretive mm, dance mm, to. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like at this point, is he just regurgitating metaphors? Oh yeah. I kind of feel like he's right? doing that thing that every very angsty 14 year old that thinks they're really good at poetry is mm-hmm. doing where they take every cliche or turn of phrase and try to twist it around to something clever and they think it's really clever it's not it's it just is. garbage let me let's let's lay it all on the line here so this song this song is about um his someone partner it's about oh. someone but the someone. is this a song for some partner so he met he met his partner i think when they were still teenagers yeah, they've been together for decades. For a, a very long time. Kudos Has Lano only ever boned one lady? I think that might be, yeah. He's very Catholic. He's only boned one lady. He's only boned one lady. Yeah. Wow. This explains a so lot. <laughs> Anya has to hear it all the time. She's like, why don't I tell you to stop fucking so loud? I've been out of my you. garbage cans, Bono. <laughs> I just want to see if you got if you've separated properly the compost and the recyclabouche. <laughs> recyclabouche. Recyclabouche. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> be, so sorry. Me, me and Heather will we'll, we'll be quiet for the rest of the podcast. If you two just do like a short play in nothing but Irish accents. Or improv. So, improv yeah. of we'll do Bono California style. So we have a. <laughs> so we did, we did an episode on Enya a while back. And so Bono and Enya are neighbors in Ireland. And in our that. Enya episode, we have this whole thing going this where. This whole head canon that Enya fucking hates living next to Bono. <laughs> is always trying to like get in her garbage because he thinks she's not house. separating like her compost from her recycling. <laughs> she's, she's like i got to go do your trash on you and make sure you separate so everything okay. like finding a way to go to anya's or enya's house anya. like, yeah the fucking wall and be like anya <laughs> but i told you stop fucking bothering me I separated everything properly the way you wrote it out in the letter. <laughs> but we also have terrible accents. Yeah, uh, no, I, I love great. it. Though. I think I it's, love it. it's actually perfect. But yeah, definitely, a, definitely a more contentious neighbor relationship than Ozzy Osbourne and Pat Boone. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they actually picture them being like an adorable odd couple. Actually, they were. They were. For what it's worth, I guess Anya has said Bono's a perfectly fine neighbor. Yeah, but Aww. I also have it in my head that it's very much like Henry and Glenn forever. Perfectly yeah. fine. What a resounding yeah. endorsement, right? Yeah, there. that is a pretty backhanded compliment. He's yeah, perfectly he's so acceptable if I don't have to look at him or smell him. But I do have to hear him have sex with his wife all the time. It's the only woman he's ever had sex with. No, nope, so nope. he's got to put it's, on a show. It's only attempt. He doesn't actually get there. Oh my god, do you think like when it's no. just time he goes, ah. <laughs> no, he goes. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> no, I think before he blasts, he goes uno, dos, tres, catorce. <laughs> yes, Mike Dunn won the evening, everyone. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I like also, song for someone. I don't want to think about Bono so blasting. You mean the Bono face? <laughs> With the sunglasses? We all know what it looks like. Bono he makes it all face. the time. 
also oh. wearing the sunglasses. Does he have a whole lot of flair too when he's doing <laughs> so much lens? <laughs> So much flair <laughs> when he's giving him the O built in. It's the Final Cut Pro bouquet random filter. There you go. I think uh, he only. I think he only has sex when he's dressed as Mephisto. <laughs> you guys know about Mephisto. this? Do you know about his alter ego, uh, yes. Mister Mephisto? What? Yeah. I remember that he had an alter ego what? named Miss. <sighs> Heather, I gotta. I'm gonna show you a picture of this real quick because he has. This was during the, I think, the Zuropa era. He had this uh, alter ego named Macfisto, and this is what he looks like. I don't remember how to spell it. I'm pretty sure it's phonetically. No. (laughs) (laughs) He like he would do like during the Zoo TV era, like whole segments of the concert in characters. This guy doing like scenes. I totally remember this though but also he kind of looks like Bray Wyatt's current mask that he wears Uh, when he wrestles yes he looks like the fiend oh god yeah I don't understand that at all so what is the point Bono went to fucking party (laughs) city and had a blast and he Bono blasted all over (laughs) party city (laughs) does he want to be a wrestler um, oh God! Can is? he? Please? I think he wants to be oh, cats. Can he please? He wants to be in cats. Okay, because I made the comment about cats about how half these songs sound like there's a cat's like snapping, like you know, dancing body suited choir. And I have not seen the movie. Oh my God! Or the musical. I oh my oh, God! I, I got a very uh, West Side Story vibe from that. I just want to make my one comment about song for someone. Which okay, so spoiler alert: the someone is his wife the opening line of the song is you got a face not spoiled by beauty yep is that just a really fancy way of saying your wife is ugly (laughs) thank you you. what is that i actually went back today to visit to revisit a couple songs because like let me like i have to listen to these at work so let me just like kind of revisit i will say this the opening guitar really pretty yeah good job the edge but like yes that opening line i was like what do you mean your face isn't spoiled by beauty that sounds like a backhanded compliment that is extremely backhanded right okay yeah it's it's another one of these songs where like i actually again i really like like bono's voice uh on parts of it and like he he seems to have that like a tremor in his voice that like feels like makes you feel like you're it's he's emotionally connecting to something in that um but then like there's this again this like wait weird echoey layered effect that they do with all these vocals and they create these like backing tracks and oh it's like for everything <laughs> and it just really fucks with any sense of that intimacy like that like it, you know having an, an intimate and like authentically intimate moment with some of the content, which is supposed to be, and according to Bono was their most personal album that they had ever written. Like the most out of all of their albums, which is I don't think this song had inappropriate woes and stuff though. Like I thought this was a nice little soft, soft song. I like the soft songs. Okay. I like the soft songs. (laughs) I like some of the soft songs. This one wasn't it for me. Yeah, no. But like, I, I, I think it had an initial good start. And then if they, if I actually feel like if this just wasn't super produced, it would have been better. 
Also, yeah. I think it's kind of silly Agreed. to say it's a song for someone when it's clearly about your wife. Yeah, just say it's, yeah. My song. wife. My a song, wife. A song for the imaginary women I fucked at one point. <laughs> I have only ever fucked one woman. Oh, like, good for you. That's nice. And this song is for someone. <laughs> I don't know who. Whoa. But it's also like a, a compounding insult like it's a song for someone also you ugly (laughs) yeah also you you ugly yeah right a song for someone with trash pussy (laughs) (laughs) you've been with somebody for 40 years that trash pussy that's your pussy now that's your trash well he should go over to adamandeve.com and get that trash pussy some free gifts (laughs) oh my god speaking of code what's your what's your code Uh, oh bad bad music music. bad music use the code bad music Help that trash pussy out. Yeah. <laughs> Our code is candy pod, which I think is very dirty. That's great. That's <laughs> hilarious and dirty. It sounds like a like a vape flavor. Um I I wish I had a candy pod right now. <laughs> it's I always just immediately want to say candy pod, which is no. <laughs> not right. No. I wish it was candy pod. Mike Dunn, did you get your vape pods? I did, but you know, they because of federal anti-vaping regulations, they only discrimination. have discrimination. Are you just gonna call it what it really is, which is discrimination? Yeah. They only have menthol and like Ew. regular tobacco flavors now. Yeah, like, but aren't those mangoes. like the two flavors you don't want it to taste like? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's bullshit. Precisely. Huh. Um, we should thanks, uh, take a quick <laughs> thanks, Trump. Let's take a little vape break and then um we'll come right back. So let's move on here. We have uh, we have a lot of songs to go. And um, this next one, I'm going to say, is one of my favorite songs of the album. Um, This song is called Iris. Uh, Hold Me Close. It's about um, his uh, mother losing his mother at a very young age. I think he was like 15. His mom had a brain aneurysm at a funeral at her father's funeral. Whoa. What? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that until I was looking into this. doing a little more research for this. Yeah, re- really fucked up. So anyway, so you can't make fun of this song. Enjoy. I still might. <laughs> I know, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler, still might. Something in your eyes Took a thousand years to get here Something in your eyes Took a thousand years thing about this song all right right ahead listen listen real close guys guys they're just doing where the streets have no name again (laughs) (laughs) yeah listen to this and tell me like the guitar you're like it's a snazzier beat though no it's where the streets have no name he's really hitting that it's in a different key but it's really doing this he's doing this with the drumstick yeah the The shuffle the hi-hat shuffle yeah Yeah. it's a throwback it's a throwback he does that on on most songs streets have no name is a great song 
And also, well, I'm just uh, throwing it out there that they're doing <laughs> it again. I mean, it's hey, just recycle. They're trying to capture their innocence and their childhoods here. So it, it worked for me. I love this song. This is my favorite song in the album. Oh, I. Fine. It's, <laughs> it's one of the least offensive. It's not a bad song, but I do feel like it is just a copy of a song that they've done already. Yeah, yeah well, but that's I what I want. On this album is. That's what I want. I don't want them doing new things. I want them to do YouTube things. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. the whole point of this album is Fair to enough. harken back to days so- of yore. The days of innocence, the songs of innocence. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I go way back with dead mom songs. People thought I was too mean uh, because of Maynard's Maynard James Keenan's bad song for his dead mom. This is a wait, good which song. one? Oh God, Wings for Marie. It is yeah, so Wings brutal. for Marie wasn't good. However, Judith is a fantastic dead mom song. I, okay, yeah. point being, dead mom song. I actually, I thought that song was also very poignant. I thought the lyrics were very, were very powerful. I just thought it was just such a fucking stupidly composed song that was so intentionally <laughs> designed to like be anti good music. That like, be, but you're too dumb to get it guys this song is about his mother iris and i just i love some of these lyrics i think like iris playing on the saran she buries the boy beneath the sand iris says that i will be the death of her it was not me right so like talking about like his his childhood dying the fact that she she was you know he was 15 she died on her father at her father's funeral like that's bananas burying the boy like that shit i oh i yeah so it got me this is the most poignant song on the album lyrically yeah Yeah. and it's the best throwback to their like post-punk sound like this is I appreciate that it sounds like where the streets have no name or like yeah. New Year's Day or something like <laughs> at least it sounds genuine like I my love those issue, fucking songs my main issue with the song is you know what too many songs with parentheses yeah. <laughs> yes, I actually wrote that as a note what's with all the parentheses oh my god am that I Jerry it, Seinfeld that gives it depth Maggie <laughs> no. so much no. depth but what's with my... all the parentheses <laughs> <laughs> My biggest issue with this is the is the unnecessary accoutrements, like the unnecessary bells and whistles, the extra O's and echoes and processing and shit that it's like, it just doesn't seem necessary if your whole point is like getting back to the roots of, you know, what makes those songs so fucking good is the granularness of them, is the oh, oh, like those very strong, like powerful vocals. And, yeah. and um it's just there are certain parts of the song that it feels it feels again like over processed like they just that something too forced. that yeah a little bit yeah. too many o's yeah. o's and ahs when it didn't need it at all you know yeah all right stronger on its own but o's and ahs are emotion <laughs> o's for emotion o's for emotion well that's the thing is if bono is doing his job then you're feeling the emotion because of the presentation the yeah. rawness of his voice you don't exactly. need fucking all these you don't need delays you don't yep. need barn stomps you know you just oh let God, it no like, barn stomps no barn stomps can we stop no, we stomping. don't need the lumineers okay no don't way. need that hey out of the barn hey hoes um and to me that's my biggest problem with a lot of these songs with because i've noticed with a lot of these songs it's i'm into the instrumentation a lot but i really don't like bono on this album 
yeah. by not believing him yeah. and that might necessarily might not necessarily even be his fault maybe it is the overproduction but there's all those o's and ahs and i feel like this forced trying to be emotional and a lot of the lyrics i'm not reading and i don't know if that's a problem with me i mean I got a dead mom, but we had a shitty relationship. So I have a hard time reading <laughs> dead mom songs. <laughs> Girl. Like, so they, I don't know if it's both hands. I'm missing. Um, or just like Bono is missing or a combination of both. But for me, my biggest problem with this album. Yeah, I'm saying it now. I know we're only halfway through, but <laughs> was like, I couldn't believe Bono. Like, no, I that's had a, a really hard problem. time believing him. Okay, I think this album, this album is really a test of your Bono threshold <laughs> because <laughs> Bono is going hard on all the Bono things on this album. It turns out I love Bono. it. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's full Bono. I think yeah. I am. I'm like ninety percent Bono too. <laughs> I'm at best a sixty forty. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. best, definitely. At best. I'm sorry, but this first half of the album, I, is, okay. I just wasn't into. This Here's, is like the turning point for me. This is the turning point for me. Oh, oh, this, this is when it started turn- getting good for good. me. Good, yes. Same. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like it was, it was not good. The last few songs I, we talked about, but this is the turning turning point when it gets no, okay for, for me. me it okay. is the exact opposite. Oh, I'm really? Exactly with you, Mike Dunn. I'm absolutely with you. This is where I was. Oh no, like, that's where oh, Ashley just is... Ashley disagree with us. Oh, we're all on the same page. Great. Yeah. We yeah, all yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. The next. Oh, that's song... right. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it does start getting bad after this one. <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> one fucking blows. But then it gets good again. Okay. Road in the middle, guys. You it's, see some hope, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know about this." Put up your crests and troughs. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we're on the active tectonic plates of a volcano. Uh, <laughs> all right, segue. Segue. That's how you segue. All right. <laughs> um, okay, is- let's go to the next song. Okay, fucking no, thank you. No, I don't want to know. Thank you. No, the vocals on this are terrible. It's a shit song. They're caged the elephanting again. Guys, oh, I yeah, do kind of like the chonky bass, though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let, yeah. I like the chonky bass. But this I is think... a song where they're really uh, more than on any other song on the on the album, like really like playing catch up with their contemporaries as opposed oh, to oh. their own path. Yeah. Oh, they're they're desperately aping Franz Ferdinand on this one. Like this is Franz it's... Ferdinand, Black Keys, Cage the Elephant. It's it's, it's all. So generic. It's so hey, Imagine Dragons. Have you ever listened to an alternative rock radio station? <laughs> you don't this, need to with this song. It's just this song forever. Yeah. Yeah. Infinity. Like, that's what it is. It's a maroon fiveification of rock music that, again, Woof. it goes back to that point that we made about, Yikes. you know, them imitating the bands that were, like, at best, like, a, a seventh yeah. Xerox of them to begin with. Like, it's it's trash. It's not, yeah. it's not good. This song is 
honestly terrible. And what's wild as fuck about this song is that this little tidbit I found out, which is that originally they were going to release this album with 10 out with 10 tracks. This is an 11 track album. And we're going to release it with 10 tracks to Apple. And they had pulled this one off the album. They thought it was unfinished. However, the group subsequently had a crisis of faith, believing the record sounded, quote, lopsided. After convincing Apple to give them a couple more days, the band finished the song and included it on the final <laughs> version of the album. So they were like, no, stop the presses, no, motherfuckers. We got to get Volcano on there. We have 10 no. We have 10 tracks and five of them are pretty decent. We just need that one to tip the scales into shit territory. <laughs> That's literally what this yeah, song that does is literally that is this song is that yeah you're right this is this is the fulcrum this is officially tipping it yeah. towards bad music territory yeah i think just... this is the worst song on the album by far oh yeah it's it's fucking terrible the only thing i had is that i like the chunky bass <laughs> i couldn't think of anything else to say about it the I bass like is well stuff i think i think i think this might have been the song that the edge came up with the bass line for all right it is the baseline is maybe the 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 silver lining, but it's not like, enough to save the song. Oh, not at all. I mean, rarely is the baseline enough to save any song. <laughs> but like it feels hey, like as someone who like plays bass, I'm like, this would be fun to just like play. Like this would be a great exercise, like a bass exercise. Oh no, like, no, no. no. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like this is like, oh let's like, throw like, this back into the volcano where it belongs. Okay. Oh no, yeah, no, no. The song itself need- is like no. and like again the vocals and just the rest of it. The fact that they Did were you like playing a Rickenbacker on this one. It, it's got that Rickenbacker sort of clang. The thick the thickenbacker. Ooh, thickenbacker. <laughs> thickenbacker. Thick box. That's <laughs> fucking dirty Kano's only ever had sex with one woman I love the fact that that's now canon and that woman is Enya <laughs> oh no Enya is trash I mean that is the entire end goal of our whole are. canon between Bono and Enya is he fully merged fuck Enya and he can't they're gonna have hate sex someday <gasps> wow she is way too prim and proper yeah she's <laughs> quite prim quite proper yeah well you know who's not prim and proper this next song my man bono who was (laughs) in fact believe it or not raised by (laughs) face down on a pillow of shame there's some girls with a needle trying to spell my name my body's not a canvas my body's now a toilet wall Do you think they've ever heard what a wolf actually sounds like? <laughs> because that's yeah, they just not breathe what a wolf heavily. Sounds right? like <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of uh, a Kate Bush song. Yeah, oh, wish it sounded like the yeah. beginning of a Kate Bush song. <laughs> he, he wishes he was running up that hill. Oh, I gotta no, say. That's- it's the dreaming. It's the dreaming. Yeah. I gotta oh, say, yeah. I th- I think this is the strongest hook on the album. Uh, but but this, this is, is wild. Amazing. 
There was this a band great. from Boston called Battle House. I saw them in the early 2010s at TT the Bears a few times. I they played really, with them. Yeah, they're really several good. Several times. They never got big or anything. I checked. They have like 11 monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh. It's just Wait, barely more name? than my band. Battle House. Battle, Battle House. House. Guys, go what? listen to Battle House. Give them more than 11 monthly listen- listens. I'm going to do it tomorrow. They're good, but they have, the, they have a song called Wolves. And Heather, can you play a little bit of that song? I, I can. <laughs> Fast forward oh. to like 40 seconds in. says it several more times raised by it's the same thing when did they come out with this song uh 2011 (gasps) you two ripped (laughs) off like a local band (laughs) is this it could just be a coincidence but no it's not is this the biggest i don't think so is this the biggest scandal since the big, the clicky, the dicky clicky farmies? <laughs> the what? I don't know the what dicky, that is. The dicky clicky farmies? Oh, yeah. The little dicky's click farms in India. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, because little thing, dicky definitely has a because click farm. I was, you know what? Dicky. I was going to suggest yeah. little dicky as a topic for us. <laughs> if we didn't oh. do you two, we could have done little dicky. Oh, we've done little we've dicky. We've done little dicky. Oh, and, yeah. and okay, and that's the thing dirty. is, we did him dirty and we hate him so much. And we found out, I was just saying that we exposed you two stealing the song. We also exposed the little dicky clicky farmies, which is <laughs> little dicky paying people in India to download anything that has his name in it, which includes our episode of our podcast. That what? is the most popular episode by far because little dicky is so insecure about his little oh dicky my God. that he has to fucking pay fucking bots to download anything with fuck his name that in it guy. to artificially inflate his like reach but also fuck that guy yeah, we're, no, so basically piece of shit. we're investigative journalists <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are. really are like the equivalent of the don't fuck with cats people <gasps> but like better better at but investigating way better. but way better at this but also, yeah, that's the same fucking song in Battle House should sue the shit out of you too. They really should. It's like it's not even like somewhat similar. It's exactly it's the same. It's like it's like a half same. octave down. It's like it's, like, it's the not same like the rest, the quarter notes, all that shit's the same. All of it, it's the it same. Is. Holy wow. fuck. That blew me away. Fuck that guy. Fuck. Fuck that guy. Fuck you too. Back to fuck, fuck you, you too. too. Not you guys, but fuck you too, the band. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, you too. <laughs> but I also, I kind of feel like the Battle House song is what you two was really trying to go for. Exactly. And completely fucked it up because well, it's overproduced within an inch of its life. Absolutely. And that's the thing is like that Battle House song, it's like sparse. It's like tense. There's e- the echo uh, like feels like it's com- it's like communicating something. It's yeah. not just like to cover up emptiness. You know it what is, I mean? Like It's like a meme. Like 
this is what you two think they sound like what you two actually sound yes like, yeah. like it's what my mom thinks you two sound yeah. like <laughs> what you and, two actually sounds like yeah and this is awful it's high school musical after a big dance performance. That's not what wolves sound like, you motherfucker. Yeah. No. Go to a fucking wolf sanctuary for a night and you'll know what wolves sound like. There's one in New Jersey. Go visit it. It's, it's really great. good. It's so good. Also, it. yeah. Also, he said <laughs> the song. <laughs> there are some girls with a needle trying to spell my name. My body is not a canvas. My body is not a toilet wall right like are they saying tattoos are toilet graffiti yes oh well, also you bono also what? this this song is Suck about the troubles goddamn dick i'm sorry what the song is about the troubles and i was gonna say yeah. you two in songs about the troubles name a more iconic duo wait a minute this is about the troubles it is yeah. it's, well it's about it's like about a massacre that like happened uh that bono right, like very narrowly avoided that when, um yeah 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 oh, 33 good people yeah, cut down yeah, so he does yeah. reference it yes. and and you know 5 30 on a friday night but you know, you know I don't, what? I, and then he's talking about i don't believe anymore that's the thing is that i actually think that this song could have been good because like that that's a pretty powerful you know and uh story to kind of base a song out of and you could do this like echoey scary building up tension they have before uh, it's called sunday they, bloody sunday exactly <laughs> or right exactly but I, or it's called also, wolves it's by battle house it is by battle house <laughs> uh I, yeah like- i was gonna say actually i think the song is great it's just unfortunately like either an intentional or unintentional ripoff of a song I like yeah. better. So. Well, and also, like, I feel like they've just lost touch with that side of themselves. Like, they're never going to have another Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday, Sunday bloody, bloody, bloody. Two I. Sundays, one bloody. Well, Sunday, bloody Sunday. But they're never going to have that again. But this song, okay, this song is about, so it's about the Dublin and Monaghan bombings of 1974, yes. Yes. which killed 33 people, but that Bono missed and that it was written from the perspective of a brother of his good friend mm-hmm. who was present at the bombings and then also later committed suicide or had uh got addicted to heroin yes. that shit's fucking and then that's going back to a song that it the song bad from from uh you know earlier you two one of like mm-hmm. a, a unbelievably classic album so it's like you know that's that's actually really fucking deep i just wish it is. they didn't fuck with the production of it but i i give them a, a good amount of credit for this song you know what yeah i like i think the song is my second favorite on the album they're um, trying but, but it's just it's not landing counts. trying does count so. i think i think it i i don't know i think it works more than it doesn't like it, just okay just and i know we have to move on to the next right, heather let's do two at a time so we yeah, can wrap yeah. this up a little quicker. I was running down the road. The fear was all I knew. I was looking for a soul that's real. Then I oh, ran into you. And that cherry blossom tree <laughs> was a gateway to the sun. The friendship once it's one. It's one. It's one. No side. Just across the river to the side. I actually don't even have too much to say about this song. You know anyway. what? I actually like this song. 
it's fine i like it i you actually know, really had nothing to say about it, it you know what offend I, me or i didn't love it it's you fine. know i think you might like this song and what i identified as the best thing about the song is that this song has great production the song is not <laughs> it overproduced it yep. has a fantastic guitar yep. sound you can hear every instrument there's a clear thing. hook it's there's not a clear melody yeah. It's not over compressed. It's like it's it's really well produced. And it's not trying really hard to fucking make me feel something. Yeah. It's just a straight up middle of the road uh middling pop rock song. That's yeah. it. It's fine. And I think that's why I like it is because it's the only song on this album that's just fucking fine. Yeah. I agree. I'm fine. I- I'm I'm fine with it, but then I also really, I guess I I appreciate the storytelling. I appreciate the lyrics on this. Yeah, song. yeah. Walking down the road and not waking from these dreams because it's never dead. It's still my head. It was a war zone in my teens. I'm still standing on that street. Still need an enemy. The worst ones I can't see. I mean, I don't. I I like. I I think that's a powerful you know vignette, a, a picture that he's painting there about being because it's named after his childhood street that he grew up on. He's talking mm-hmm. about being a teenager and like fighting internal demons and like and then the fighting that he was experiencing, you know, living in Ireland <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Um, you, you know. You know, um, you know why I think I actually like it. I think I like it because to me it sounds like a core song. And I don't know if any of you like the chorus, but I fucking love the chorus. She fucking loves the chorus. They are like an an Irish pop group that I really fucking love and I have for a very long time. So this reminds me of like just an Irish pop song. Okay. I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think the other interesting thing is like YouTube hit it big, extremely young. And during their like late teens, like had to work so hard to come off as like grown men that like this is the first time like they haven't really even when they were teenagers, they weren't really exploring teenage dumb. Yeah, that's such a yeah. that's such an interesting insight. That's like that reminds me of like the Lil Wayne like analysis. <laughs> no, seriously, Wait, legitimately, <laughs> when we were talking about rebirth and how Lil Wayne like never really experienced a teenage like a, an adolescence, so he yeah. explored this adolescence with his like insanely bad <laughs> fucking rock album. But he was like trying <laughs> to like reclaim this like like suburb like white suburban high school experience that like he oh. he never whatever point being like you're trying to relive these also like traumatic years and maybe they haven't had time to process that yeah. and that's like at this point like they're this is how they're doing it which uh in Lil Wayne's case made for some pretty terrible music and in this case <laughs> you know I don't know it's it's better than photograph <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is another thing is I, I was like I had all these notes where I'm like oh this is pretty good I actually kind of like this it's pretty good and eventually I was just like have I just been so inundated with <laughs> Tonetta and Joe Exotic and Nickelback and Imagine Dragons over the past month and a half? That, like, I don't, the, the, like, I've just lost all sense of, like, guys, yeah, like, I've been listening to your previous episodes. 
you might be a little like at this point like, like wow this is really anything good. that's <laughs> like a quarter of a millimeter above any of that is like yeah this is good yeah this is own five. i mean right? we did we did become juggalos like pretty instantly so i don't know i mean like necessary. and that's like props to you i still don't think i could ever become a juggalo no i mean we're not actually Ooh. juggalos you know what? i got respect however we're I am not a lady juggalo. Would you say you have much clown love? I have no clown love. <laughs> a little but bit. Like, like this I much. mean, like, I don't know. The, it's a I, little, it's a fraction of a millimeter, everybody. A fraction of a millimeter. I have clown acceptance. However, I have like PTSD <laughs> because I used to have a recurring nightmare when I was a child PTCD. about CD. About like, it sounds weird, but like looking into my neighbor's porch and like there was somebody sleeping on the porch. And they would wake up and like rise up from the bed and like look at me, and their no. face was painted like a juggalo. No, and, no. and like no. that was a childhood traumatic clown disorder, PTCD. Yeah. yeah, that was like it's a recurring real. nightmare from when I was a kid. And then all of a sudden, the insane clown posse became a thing, and I was like, no flashbacks, PTSD. No, 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 no. Once posse. I heard them say "bust a nut in your macaroni," I couldn't eat. <laughs> Or so, but also magnets. It's how do they, they work? work? I blame them for why I can't eat Alfredo pasta, <laughs> and you know why. <laughs> I'm afraid of pasta. Oh, afraid <laughs> of pasta. No, seriously, that was it. Semen. Um, anyway, so what's never the next be song? sure. Okay, Folks, moving it's on. It's not a true episode of Make It Stop until we talk about come. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me tell you <laughs> that if you like to come early, often, gushing, a little spitter spatter. Well, squirts for you like free gifts to help you make come. Keep going. Make the come. <laughs> We don't Enemy need to relitigate this promo. Let's you already, you move on to, to okay, sleep like a baby. Let's go. And after you're done coming and coming and coming with your Adam and Eve products, you'll sleep like a baby with this next song. Promo code bad music. In the cause of forgiveness, your eyes as red as Christmas. Let me fucking stop share and keep some cards in my chest here because <laughs> I have some thoughts on this song and also some research on this song. I actually, I, I loved this song. You know what? I, this is not a bad song. This is yeah. actually a pretty fucking good song. It However, is. there are parts 
that should not be in if it. it wasn't for the falsetto would be my favorite song yes absolutely Hands down. i, I really like this song <clears throat> i love the fucking like the instrumentation i love the synth that crunchy guitar and I even you like, that, was, like the man the man is 60 some like 60 something years old i think he's 63 or 64 the is fact he- so that yeah. was maybe he was 58 when this whatever like yes that's He's falsettoing like fucking that. That's honestly fucking incredible. Yeah. I never. No one said on. he had to do <laughs> it. <laughs> Heather's got a lot to say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm trying to channel my inner Madonna ray of light right now. <laughs> my Just inner crystal method. $100 worth of petals. Think of those um, Kabbalahs. Start snapping your, <laughs> your red twine on your wrist. So, okay. So this song, do you guys know what the song is about? Fuck, sleeping like a baby it. tonight no no it is about um a, a creepy priest oh priest, a pedophile it's, about priest. A, it's about pedophile priests and like the catholic church and it's which is a big fucking problem and, in ireland absolutely and in yeah and in the catholic church in boston i mean like all right i grew up catholic uh same and we're all recovering um but (laughs) there's this intentional sparseness the synthiness they were they were specifically trying to pay homage to craft work um they made like a reference to craft work on the other song iris uh where um referencing the Kraftwerk album that uh, Bono or that his wife gave to him at one point. So he makes like a comment about it. Uh, But it was you. He made me your man machine. Um, Uh, Their mensch machine. Yeah, right. Which is very cool. Like if that's intentional, which I think it is, is very clever. And this, the synthy sounds and then like the scary high falsetto and the song sleep like a baby, like the, the messaging around it. Listen to these lyrics. You dress in the colors of forgiveness. Your eyes as red as Christmas purple robes folded on the kitchen chair that shit is like that's deep all right that's fucking powerful as shit i thought those. all right i thought those lyrics were like the best lyrics on the album by far so you are you are you're making a good case you're making a strong case that i as a defense attorney cannot (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like he's guilty you're right it's definitely a solid song um i i liked the synths a lot too the craft since i didn't have anything really uh critical to say about it i i I just honestly my only criticism was the falsetto and like yeah i get it i get it he's older but like also no one asked you to hit those notes like i mean but if it's but i it's supposed to be scary. It, it puts. But I think he more... did that on purpose. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of thinking now. Maybe he did the cracky falsetto on yeah. purpose because he's try. Uh, I'm giving him a huge benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but I think he did it on purpose because the point of the song is to make you uncomfortable. Yes. Because of the subject matter. And so put you on edge, but and also put you be on kind of- edge. And, and the oh, whole God. rest of the song, though, is like actually really good and really pretty and easy to listen to. So I'm not entirely sure why he would pick that moment to. I guess I do kind of understand why he would pick that moment to make you uncomfortable with his yeah. voice. But yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can give Bono like that much credit. <laughs> look it's hard like but i mean i also think like and i think all four of us are in this same 
jar right of like where do you separate the artist from the art yeah um we do that think, on multiple and so do you of guys. our episodes you guys do that we all four of us do this yeah. all the time and i think that's like why we all do what we do is because we're constantly like well where do i separate the artist from the art yeah and i'm i'm gonna have to do that real hard on this especially because like in recent times members of Craftwork have made extremely sketchy comments that are pretty racially motivated mm-hmm. and really? i yeah i didn't know about that i i am not into that so as i want to give a lot of credit to Craftwork because they are extremely influential to everyone including you too clearly but yikes yikes yeah yikes on bikes i didn't know that at all but it's It's unfortunate it was very recent and it went way under the radar because i don't think anybody wants to really think that Craftwork can be like that right and i don't and i don't even know if it's an original member that said those things so look it up see what you think make your own opinions but as far as i know Craftwork can be some extremely um, are they sleeping like babies tonight is that what you're saying they are sleeping well, like, probably like four in the morning for them so they're probably sleeping <laughs> like babies yeah the only thing i can find is that solange knowles was uh had an incident like where someone was racist to her at a craft work show but i can't find the quote i'll look it up and we'll try and send it to you it right, was well, a couple months ago yeah it was i don't know if it's been like covered over but it definitely like a few months ago yeah. we were talking about it and we're like oh well we'll, we'll parlay about that on the on the offlines yeah. but yeah. either way um but yeah this definitely has like craft work it also really reminded me of like you know like um depeche mode new order yes. yeah. that yeah. kind of like agreed they did that successfully oh they did which and is like, really hard to do in 2014 it especially because like i feel like depeche mode at least is one of those bands you do not cover Mm-mm. don't fucking touch depeche mode because you can't do it don't you- reach out and touch them you don't, don't like uh you don't like manson's personal jesus cover shut the fuck up no <laughs> i don't <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ah, I fucked a 19 year old. <laughs> I have an ad synth called Man Synth. <laughs> Stop. Oh, go ahead and listen to that episode. That was a fucking bad synth. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this shit up. All right, let's finish the final two. This is This Is Where You Can Reach Me Now, followed by The Troubles featuring Licky Lee, Licky Lie, Likey Lee. Likey Lee. I always thought it was Licky Lee, but Likey Lee probably makes more sense. Yeah. 
Um, not a fan of either of these songs. Nope. No. Actually, I kind of like. Um, or this I mean, is it's where all right. You... It's all right. Like it's, it's okay. okay. It's so not... here's... that one was too Imagine Dragons y for me. Here's yeah. what I hate about that song is that apparently that's supposed to be that song is supposed to be dedicated. This is where you can reach me now is supposed to be dedicated to Joe Strummer. Oh, that's right. We oh, talked we about talked that. about this. Oh. And I was like, stop trying to dedicate songs to Joe Strummer. There are three other people in the clash who are probably better musicians. So fuck off. Oh, but Mick also, Jones, like, absolutely. The- Mick jones for sure but he wrote all the songs this isn't a fucking clash song this isn't a mick jones song it's not a like it's 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 not really weird it's just like his shitty fucking ramones tribute that was like the most (laughs) embarrassing fucking middle of the road adult contemporary bullshit yeah the weirdest like songs to tribute to punk bands in this album i don't this doesn't approach punk in any way, shape, or no, form, which no. makes no sense as a tribute. Like, but also, if- they're supposed to be going back to their roots, and that's their whole thing. Is like exactly with their teenage but- vitality. This shit is it's trash. You're supposed to be going back to your roots, but you sound like a parody of yourself. Yes. Yeah. From the 2000s. And that then the makes tr- no fucking sense. You sound like the dad joke. And I still <laughs> <having> fun. <laughs> what this song's about. <laughs> and then the troubles is just boring. It's just a, yeah. a oh, tepid really closer. Boring. I actually found like like for the troubles, I didn't even understand what the song was supposed to be about until we read about what it was supposed to be about. And it's supposed right. to be about domestic, domestic violence. Yeah. And I didn't get that. But no. also didn't get it. It's I kind of feel like the song kind of tricks you with the title of it because it's called The Troubles and it's yep. by you too. You think it's about the troubles. troubles right but it's actually about domestic violence and i i kind of get the comparison but at the same time i kind of feel like it's irresponsible to name it that especially coming from an irish band yeah right well and it, it yeah and it just seems very trite and very contrived and like the whole thing with like apparently like what is it likey like Ely, like Ely, Ely that um, that she like no she likey. they like originally had her singing it one way and then they changed the key and then she was trying oh. to record it, but it didn't work. So like she had to just record to the drum beat, which it really kind of sounds like it on this song. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, and it, but it doesn't kind of reach that like like harmonious dissonance thing that you it want doesn't it to sound be. like a duet. no it's it like sounds like almost, shit. it sounds like shit it's not a it's not a proper it's duet. very it's, detached it does seem very they detached. sound like they're on different planes which maybe like they're going for that sound but also no like, i don't think domestic purposely. violence they want to represent yeah. it but i i mean yeah if i was going to continue on my being yeah. abundantly generous to bono and <laughs> um, <laughs> and to you I too kind of, i kind of feel like this album as a whole like you have to have everything explained to you in order to understand it which is not a good thing no like i definitely did because when like heather like you explained a couple of songs and i was like oh okay like i kind of like it a little bit more now and then that makes me go back and think like but that's fucked up like i shouldn't like it more because someone had to explain to me what the song meant what the explanation for all of the songs should augment your already genuine liking of the album it shouldn't that shouldn't make you like the album i would like to call this the donnie darko conundrum (laughs) oh but i don't like donnie darko exactly has anyone ever sat down and explained it to you 
Ay, exactly. <laughs> done by. <laughs> Well, that was the podcast, everybody. As soon as you mentioned Donnie Darko, Maggie's the fuck out of here. Because that is a a movie that makes no sense whatsoever and sucks unless you go on the internet and do research about what it is. And then somebody explains it to you and you're like, oh, and and your college self is like, you're like, oh, it's about time travel the whole time. What the fuck? fuck? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I watched in college. Mike Dunn, you like Lost. Yes. Hey, I, I like, like Lost, Lost too. Thank you. <laughs> there are some season with seasons which are fucking garbage, but as a whole, like, yeah, wow. it's seasons so, one, really two, four, and five. Yes, like. perfect. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then I actually liked the last season a lot until the last episode. Oh, see, I liked. Every- I only liked the last episode. Yes. I, like, and I still haven't found those <laughs> <Joe's> point was. <laughs> the point is, it's the journey. Yes. And there was no journey in this album. Like this, no. like, if that it was like, how many seasons was it? Six. There were six seasons of jerking off with <laughs> no cum at the end of it. Are you talking about how I met your mother? Are you, wait, are you talking about the edge? <laughs> That's oh, the whole point yes. of the edge guys yeah can we i want to tell you guys how i really feel about the edge so i feel like the edge is that guy that you date casually and he's really trying to get you into butt stuff and you really don't want to get into butt he stuff he just keeps getting them but he's thing. like well, not with him hard to like play around the and, and, there and you're like no no i don't like butt stuff so that's the whole thing with you two is that they've also had like other dizzying yeah it's that lows. one it's that one it's not i'm sorry it's no it's, okay. Yes. No, okay. We really oh, no. need to make sure you guys knew that. Uh, the Zoo Ropa album, same one as Miss Mr. McFisto. <laughs> God, this so much sense. that was an era, guys. It yeah. was a time for you too. What the a early time 90s. for you too. So that's a that's a good question. Is there a time for you too now in the current day in 2020? Should they? No. Have, should no. They, no. Right. No. I would totally no. love to see you two live. Yes. No. Agreed. Agreed. No. Is there is there anything left for them to do with new music? Mm-mm. Um, I haven't heard it yet. They could Not count. The- <laughs> they you know, could count their last from good three album to fifteen in Spanish. Their last really good album came out in two thousand. And since then they've had a bunch of okay albums that you were better off not really listening to. Yeah. Uh, this is one of them. I think this is an okay album, but I don't feel enriched by it. Right. Like, if you never heard this album, would you feel like you missed anything? There is not going to be an empty hole in my heart if no. I never hear this album ever again. So that's what a perfect segue into rating this fucking situation <laughs> oh, that we got ourselves into. It has been such, I will say, a, a true delight, like always a motherfucking delight with you two. <laughs> we have to rate the album from zero to negative five of some quantifier. You as our guests, you know the drill. You get to choose a quantifier, what we are measuring this by. And uh, if you want to go first, you can. Are we going to do... Is it is it zero or starts at zero? It's from zero to negative five. five. And it has to be of something that you some so zero to negative five imagine dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How 
many magic dragons are involved in this album? <laughs> How many of them like snuck their way and like, hey, you should yell real loud at this part though. <laughs> Did you know audiences love and, when like, you yell the little real loud? icon? The little icon is gonna be the lead singer of Imagine Dragons just fucking yelling into that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Suit. Yeah. Dan, Dan, you, the imagination. No, we never, you never learned his name. I don't, and no, I don't want to know his name. I don't want to know his name. Do not give him personhood. <laughs> don't, he doesn't deserve We can't it. let the robots you know take what? over. It's bad enough that Adam Levine has personhood at this point. Who? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who? Exactly. Who? That's we it. don't know. Who? Okay, so from zero to negative five, imagine dragons. <laughs> What is it? What are you going to give it? What is it? All right, you go. I'm okay. Taking this whole show as a whole and rating this album, I have to give it, I, I suppose a negative one. Yeah. Because it's, it's not egregiously offensive. Hmm. It is not wholeheartedly music, lyrics, attitude, everything against everything i believe in <laughs> as a whole so and and considering all of the other um good u2 albums that are out there i gotta give it a negative one it's right. it's seems very I, fair i could listen to this album again from yeah. start to finish i could and not be angry and not want to set anything on fire an Listen, extremely that is a rare thing. sentiment on this show <laughs> for us too especially me with you two like it's extremely rare like it does not make me want to hulk rage no. at anything so negative one is what i'm going with All right. love it i'm gonna go Negative 1.5 Imagine Dragons. Oh, oh, really? Because someone at work saw me looking up you two and they're gonna think I somebody like you because too. somebody at work thinks you're a fan of you two. And I hate them for that now. Like now I'm just mad that you can't let them I think like you're you old. Too. That's the ultimate offense. Like you would have given it a zero if one person at work didn't think that you like liked you two. And now a temp thinks that I like you too. Like I look my not age even a now. full-time employee. It's a temp. It's a temp. And they get a negative one. <laughs> and point five. Point five. Because like a negative one would have been what I would have given it, but point five because like someone saw me having to listen to it. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I look my age now. Yeah. The only other person that knows that I listen to this album is my Spotify. So yeah. we're good. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah. Negative one point five also because now my Spotify is totally gonna be <laughs> They're like, gonna suggest but you that love Vertigo, too. right? Welcome to the nightmare. Oh my god, they're gonna give me such bullshit shit suggestions now can i tell i mean and you guys know this feel Yo. how many of our spotify's are fucked up because of our podcasts i don't even want to talk about it i really was going into this thinking i was going to give it a zero but i think negative one is more appropriate yeah um, legit. it's legit you, you all raised some good points um about the overproduction and the saccharine lyrics and the disconnect the disconnect um, it's no Fergie, but I will say, like <laughs> having listened to a good chunk of the 
U2 discography. I don't even think this is the worst U2 album. It's not. No, it's not. It's like not. Rattle and Hum, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, definitely worse albums. Yeah. Rattle and Hum had, a, had some problems. But uh, yeah, Negative One Imagine Dragon seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> or is it Negative One Imagine Dragon? One imagined just, dragon. Just one imagined dragon. It's just a lead dragon. singer dressed up like a dragon on stage. Just, <laughs> just a microphone. fucking booming on that gigantic drum. <laughs> just yeah, but foam. just like, but like, not even a really cool like Chinese New Year dragon. It's like a dollar store dragon outfit. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Five oh, below. Sure. He doesn't even look like a dragon. He looks like a gecko. Oh, geckos are cute, but he not him. No, not him. Um, okay, my turn. Negative negative one point five, just because this shit was like forced onto people's fucking iPods. Yeah, like, yes. oh, yes. It's just so insufferable. It's so obnoxious. They so clearly cashed in. And the things I love about the album, the things that I actually really enjoy are the personal parts, the storytelling, some some of the cool uh, you know, guitar parts and and processing and 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 his vocals and the and the personalness of some of it. But then when you juxtapose that, when you contrast that with the fact that they completely fucking cashed in with yep. this like nonsense deal to force their shit down everybody's throat. Mm-hmm. Um, it really makes that shit ring hollow, even though there are some genuinely powerful moments on this album. Yeah. Um, there are also some serious clunkers and like the embarrassment of like <laughs> being like rushing to the presses to put volcano on an album. Like that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a complete embarrassment. So, um, and uh, so- lest you forget, they sure did get paid. They <laughs> got paid, guys. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. $400 million. Don't worry. They million? got paid. I don't even know. Well, they got paid a lot. Their music is not indeed free. No. Right. And <laughs> and like, are they terrible people? No. In fact, they're they're pretty great. We didn't do the da-da-da-da-da-da. Are they a piece of shit? <laughs> and it's a little late for that now, but the answer is no. Um, they're not. They're good, you know, they're they're good folks. Uh, Bono in particular, and Bono just wants to make sure that Enya is recycling, and that's and (laughs) don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all? In this this crisis, so goodness, thank you to Bono, thank you to (laughs) the Edge, the Edge, Um, thank you to Larry Mullins Jr., the guy, the guy on the cover, Danger Mouse, (laughs) Larry Mullins kid, you know what? I I was looking at this all wrong. We deserve a break, guys. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to have a song, a, a, an album that doesn't just immediately like make you want to razor blade your fucking eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? For four people who do this on the regular and just fucking complain about everything. Oh yeah, it's kind of nice to not complain about everything. She says <laughs> after we all just spend an hour and a half complaining about everything. I was. <laughs> I was gonna say, guys, we still manage to complain about everything. You know what? (laughs) Proud of us. Proud of all of us up in this bitch. We did a good job. They said it couldn't be done, and we we did it. We fucking did it. From one closet to another, Uh, we fucking we did. I'm literally in a closet right now. We are killing it, though. You guys are so amazing. (laughs) You're such incredible guests and incredible friends. And please, you are. Oh no, you. (laughs) No, but seriously, your fucking March Badness episodes got me through work, and I laughed a lot at my desk, and people thought I was crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it uh, it was a harrowing experience for us, so I'm glad you guys. Something <laughs> yeah, it was really it was worth oh fucking up our Spotify's for lifetimes. Oh, <laughs> no, I believe you went through that. <laughs> um, tell everybody about your amazing podcast and where they can find it and new episodes that are coming out, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. But yeah, we are Rock Candy Podcast. We're basically um behind the music and drunk history put together yeah uh you can find us at anywhere like spotify apple podcasts and and the twitters and the twits oh the social media also like make it stop we are a part of the pantheon podcast where's the pinky there's pinky um, if you want to hear more of Make It Stop with us, we do have an episode from like a year and a half ago where they run our conspiracy theory episodes. Oh, oh yeah, that was a good one. That and was a good one. That was really fun. <laughs> and we that also did so- an episode with you guys about uh, St. Oh. Anger. You guys yeah, were the nail in the coffin ago. for me to stop liking Metallica. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot of stuff when you do podcasts. <laughs> then like I had these. to go to a Metallica <laughs> concert. Macaroni. Yeah. I tell you how they forgot the lyrics to songs. No. Oh, wow. Don't they have a teleprompter? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Bad. Really? Bad. Really? It was bad, bad, bad. But yes, uh, every week we talk about different artists, different albums. But yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like we're kind of like a companion to you guys. Like, we're all just here to talk shit about assholes, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and our episode next week is definitely going to be about an asshole that oh. can definitely go fuck himself. Oh, and you're yes. not going to want to miss Listen it. Us. We're fun. <laughs> and uh our next episode is gonna be with uh our good friend from up north uh the other side of the border uh stefan perrier and uh, oh we it's are... so french yes very french so and french we... canadian we are going to be discussing the band trapped <gasps> oh my god and there is a lot to talk about with traps strong don't take my guns away (laughs) (laughs) live free your headstrong (laughs) headstrong or died young (laughs) do you think actual pepe the frog took over their twitter (laughs) i think they just are pepe the frog that's what they have turned into conspiracy conspiracy (laughs) we'll be talking about all that and more in the next episode um thank you again so much to rock candy we have uh that episode coming up we're also going to do another crossover episode with another pantheon podcast uh member of the pantheon family martin popoff from uh again from our our neighbor to the north from toronto the heavy metal historian and we're going to be talking about aerosmith and that should be quite the experience we also we got a bunch of other folks that we have in the pipeline and uh we're excited uh to keep bringing you cool shit so if you like it uh definitely give us some five-star reviews man the the kiss the kiss fans still hate us the tool fans still hate us (laughs) we need to win in the posting wars um we we didn't we're we're not gonna win the election we're not gonna win anything else we're all stuck inside you got you know listen uh all right well thank you for listening to make it stop uh as always you can follow us on social media at make it stop cast on twitter and instagram uh, you can email us at makeitstoppodcast at gmail.com. 
don't send us a five paragraph essay on Hinder because someone already has. Um, send us a TikTok of your best Bono falsetto. And uh, I think what else is there to say? Uh, there's other social media, I think, but who cares? Heather does this all the time, so I am a deer in the headlights. Aww. Let's just say Google make it stop. If you Google make it stop, <laughs> we're everywhere. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it. Uh, until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> the Make It Stop podcast is recorded at the Boston Free Radio podcast studio located at Somerville Media Center in Union Square in Somerville. It is produced and edited by Heather McCormick. And the music that we use for our show has been produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.